Welcome back to Impressional Minds, the podcast where we're curing ignorance one show at a time. It's your host who keeps it really the most, Naze, and we are here with yet another live discussion. And I'm here to talk to you guys about Travis Scott's Astro World Tour, the Wish You Were Here Tour. And basically, I just wanted to go down the road of how everything came into fruition and me hearing it live and the after effects of everything that went on with Travis this year and last year. You know, he took a couple L's, he took a couple dubs, and we're just here to talk about it. And also, we're not only going to talk about that, we're going to talk about the, we're going to talk about the tour first of all. Then we're going to talk about some of his merch. You know, some of the things that's been going on around his name. So basically, it's just like a Travis Scott themed episode. And if you're not a fan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're not a Travis Scott fan, but this is for the Ragers, bro. Like he really, I believe he really had a good year. To sum everything up, it was like watching Michael Jordan win back-to-back championships for the first time. I've never seen it. I never saw MJ in his prime. But right now we're looking at Travis Scott in his prime, man. Like with three straight good fire albums, like um, Birds in a Trap is arguably, you know, it's arguably not his best album, but that's because he dropped Astro World. Um, t- to be honest with you, I think if he never dropped Astro World, Birds in a Trap would be like up there with Rodeo. But he's dropped three straight bangers, bro. And <laughs> crazy to say, he's still in his prime right now. Like, this is the highest. I think, I don't know if it's the highest in his career, but I definitely think it's a peak. And he's he's doing everything he can to stay hot, bro. But before we get into talk about Travis Scott, let's talk about Naze and why he hasn't been making episodes. Why Impressional Minds has not been dropping anything. You know, is there beef? Is there tension in the click? What's going on? Like... Is he down bad? What's going on? Does he not love his fans? What's going on? So basically, there's no excuse. Like there's no excuse at all. I'm not even gonna point fingers. I'm not gonna blame anybody. I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take all of it. I'm gonna take all of it, you know? Because I could have put out episodes, I could have kept going. But for some reason I was I don't know, man. I was it's not that I was uninterested or I didn't want to put out an episode. I just I can't even say I didn't have a lot to say. I had a lot to say and a lot on my mind, but that was the thing. I just couldn't focus on making a podcast at that time or putting out episodes on a regular. You know, it wasn't like there was a lot of pressure on me. It was just like after dropping episode four, right? I took like a month hiatus before that. And it just got a extremely low amount of views and I didn't know how to feel about it. You know, I wasn't in my feelings or anything, but it was just like, I deserve I deserve more listens. I don't know if this thing isn't getting promoted as well or people aren't as receptive to the topic uh, for that episode, but I, I thought it was a really good job. I was like, maybe it's because it's just me and I don't have any co-hosts by my side. You know, I feel like with co-hosts, it makes everything better, but I can't control how my co-hosts um, move. And that's not a slight to them, you know? We're all doing our different things. We all move differently and we all have different lives. So I can't put that on them to be like, hey, you should have been on this one or hey, you should have promoted it more. I can't do that because at the end of the day, I'm the one who's putting out the content and it's all going to reflect back on me anyway. So don't slight them. Don't hate them for not being on any more episodes. You know, I felt like it was just a mutual decision to for us to all just go our different ways for whatever reason we did. And it's sad for you guys because you don't get to hear their opinions their great opinions and you don't get to hear them support me but i'm gonna still keep dropping content you know keep writing good show notes for you guys and bringing other people on the platform and with saying that shout out to brandon and chase for uh 
resubscribing for yet another month man it's, it's really cool to have supporters you know it helps me keep doing what i'm doing i'm not doing it for the money but it still helps me grow it still helps me get other sponsors and it helps everyone see the platform and helps get the platform bigger and notice you know and with saying that also if you want to become not if you want to become a supporter yeah if you do okay um, I'm slow I'm sorry if you do want to become a supporter you can subscribe to us on anchor.fm slash impressional mind slash support that is anchor.fm slash impressional mind slash support and there you can subscribe for one dollar five dollars or ten dollars and if you subscribe for ten dollars you will be featured on an episode you can choose whichever episode you want to but you could be on one episode out of the month and we'll try and get you in here man just depends on the scheduling and the show notes and the topics and uh, who you are um can't just come up here and say anything bro <laughs> but basically that's that's the sum up why i was i took a hiatus you know it's not co-host it's not um that i don't want to put out content or that i'm just being lazy i was procrastinating a lot and i don't know i just felt i just felt real down on myself and there's just a lot of things stressing me out work work had me so toxic as a person i was so angry for no reason woke up mad didn't feel like doing anything my energy was depleted physically mentally it was just really it was just not a fun time man so i just took a break from the podcast because i didn't want to come on here and spew a whole bunch of hate and it was it's just gonna be really really negative and really bad content so i didn't want to do that to y'all uh y'all deserve better for that and yeah so I hope that helps explain why I wasn't here. I know it's still not a great excuse because, you know, you could still push through that. And I think through that, sometimes your content, that's the greatest content you ever put out is when you're um, going through adversity and struggling through things. So with that being said, um, you guys got me to 290 views, man. That's really dope. I wanted to get to 300, um, but we're currently sitting at 290. We may be at 300 by the time this episode releases. So shout out to all of you guys, man. I gotta come up with a name for y'all. But yeah, we're we're so close to doing bigger things, and I'm so grateful and so humble that um, there's an audience out there that listens to me. I looked on the analytics, and it said 42. So 42 people are regularly listening to this podcast, and that's really cool. Um, I never thought that we would grow this fast. 290, um, 290 views in three months. You know as many episodes as we put out that's really good only have four out right now this will be the fifth and it's just really cool to see everything coming to fruition the anchor you know the anchor app the way they handle things and spotify buying them and they're just up and there's just up and upgrading everything it seems like um and it's a one-way it's not a one-way street just for them you know they help their creators grow and help them out through everything bro and it's really cool um i never thought that we'd have two sponsors that are sponsoring us right now never thought that we'd have two people supporting us right now so it's just it's just really really cool man and uh being on the other side i know you don't get to see the numbers or um see all the things or uh it may seem like uh i don't really appreciate everything that's going on because of the hiatus and you know the ads and whatever but i really do appreciate everything that y'all have done for uh this podcast man like this is all this is all a dream really man sometimes it feels surreal like doing ads for sponsors is so surreal never thought i would do an ad you know this early on in the podcast 
so it's really dope man and i'm trying i'm trying so hard to get a third sponsor not like for a third just filler to make money but i really want to work with a company that is um that is partnered with anchor and it's so dope because it ties into this episode bro like it's how i got my travis scott tickets it's really i'm just name drop it you know i'm gonna have to name drop it hopefully y'all can sponsor me hopefully y'all can sponsor impression of mine seat geek yes i said it seat geek seat geek is where i got my tickets for the astral world um wish you were here tour um if you don't know i went on february 20th that was a wednesday i went to the indianapolis show boy was it lit man and i i thought for the longest that i made the wrong decision back in december when i bought them because i was like man the tickets might go lower you know these seats might not be that good but boy when i got there i'm telling you bro when we walked in there i was i was like our seats are official like we're, we were right in front of the b stage it was so dope bro we were right in front of the b stage it's like the b stage in the middle was the mosh pit and then there's the a stage in the back and it was a crazy view well you know we're gonna get into everything that happened like before the show during the show you know after after effects it was really cool so sea geek you know if y'all looking to sponsor a podcast i'm here i'm here for y'all man i really loved um i really love those seats and the ratings on there is cool i, I don't i think it was like an 8.5 and i was like mm, that's not a nine but i look i got there seats were amazing dude like i can't express that enough like sea geek is a really good app and not only do i want to be sponsored by seat geek just to work in partnership with them but i really want to do it for y'all man because i know when you work with seat geek they give those promo codes I'm, I'm trying to help I'm, I'm trying to help y'all so when cardi b or whoever y'all want to see comes y'all can get you know that i get that promo for the low because i got y'all so I'm, ba I'm i'm gonna start off where how we got in so how we got in it's just like getting into any other event at bankers life Fieldhouse. you know we got there pretty early i say we got there the show don't the show the show didn't start till what the show wasn't supposed to start until 8 we got there like 6 30 you know there wasn't that many people there there was a lot of people there but it wasn't like crazy as it was afterwards so we got in there this is the astral world banner there's a huge travis head you know people have their astral world to, um that have their astral world merch on it's it's cool bro and seeing all the different travis scott fans you can there's a lot of diversity i saw a couple um saw a couple indian fans a lot of uh white fans you know shout out to them there's tons of them goodness i'd, I'd say probably 75 percent of the people in that arena was white bro there's a couple of black fans you know a couple of hispanic ones they was young from kids that look eight all the way to like grown women and grown men showing up in suits and stuff so it was it was cool bro it was just cool to see all those people come together uh for travis scott and everybody just be cool with each other i didn't see any fights break out nobody was acting crazy or i just acting a fool at the concert you know everybody was pretty respective and that's one thing i can say that i was proud of that like indianapolis wasn't that show where like travis is just pissed off at like cameramen and they're just doing ignorant stuff in the mosh 
I was like, you know, I think we handled ourselves pretty well. And that's one thing I do like about Travis Scott fans. You know, they're chill. They're not acting crazy. They're not, you know, everybody respects each other. And it's just a fun time. Like we was, we was just chilling in seats, talking to people. Like we knew them, not for a long time, but we was, it was real cordial for some people that you just met, bro. Um, so the welcome party was really nice. I think we, I think Bankers Life did a really good job in um, incorporating everything. And with that, I'm gonna get into the merch. So somehow people could get merch but i think it was at a different booth if you would have walked around there's a whole bunch of people so if you walked like through all those people it was a ocean of people i said it wasn't a lot but it wasn't a lot for who you think would be there at that time so you had to get through them and then go get the merch you could have got the merch before before you even seat it but i didn't do that i got it right before we went to go check out our seats because i mean we already bought them and they were on our phones, so like, why would I, you know, I'm not moshing, so why would I go, why would I go to my seat early, you know? I was like, let me, let me walk around, let me see who's here, you feel me? So, with the, with the merch, basically some hoodies were 95. I think, um, the tie-dye bear, the tie-dye bear one, the brown Astro World one, the one, the Astro World tour one, there were in the was there a staff one i don't think there's a staff one there was tons of them there was a 95 a couple special ones was 125 the hats hmm i don't know how much the hats were i'm not even going to guess the hats were they were more than 25 though that might have been 35 or 45 i know some of the tees were 45 and then um some of the long sleeve tees were uh 65 so prices i mean it's all in what you want bro because honestly the budget it was in my budget you know i bought me and the homie some because i was like i just i thought i was gonna buy two anyway so i was like i got what i wanted and that's really all i wanted i got the tie-dye bear one and i got him a t-shirt uh the, the tour one with the bear on there so i think it was worth it you get for me it was a tie-dye hoodie you know you get the embroidered on the back the prints aren't like uh iron on so like it's just it's just a quality hoodie to me besides the hood the hood is for people who's it's a weird head and neck ratio but who really cares bro um and i would have bought them there because if you didn't buy them there people are trying to sell them for outrageous prices um after the concert so it's always good to get your stuff before the show and that way you could just have your stuff and enjoy it um and you don't have to go back after or be mad about what you lost out on and the line went pretty fast if you go before rather than after you know you gotta wait you know you just can't be impatient you do have to wait for some things but i think it was worth it man like i paid 95 for it they didn't tax me and i thought i thought what i got was worth it you know it might be expensive to a lot of other people but i was fine with it so then we went to our seats and as soon as i got down there man i was like oh snap because um i don't know how everybody else's arenas are set up but our seats were right in front of the b stage like i said before so if you went to a basketball game basically that's right behind the backboard one of the backboards so i was like maybe the view won't be that great because it's the b stage i didn't even know if he was going to get on the b stage to be honest with you 
But then I got there and I was like, whoa, whoa, SeatGeek outdid themselves. That 8.5 rating was, that was facts. Like that, we were literally right in front of the B stage. It was crazy, bro. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, we're, we got some good seats for the price. I think I paid, I want to say 170, 170 for those tickets and they were really worth it. I used the promo code. So, and then what's cool about SeatGeek is that the fees aren't crazy. Like we, like the tickets was probably 112, 120 and basically we just paid 40 for the fees. So, and their fees are all wrapped up together. So it was really I, I thought it was worth it 170 was worth it so we got to them seats and me and the homie was like yeah these is these is clean these is clean man um and then we met up with some other friends that was there and they were sitting in nosebleeds like later on after um i'd say about not halfway but during like a breaking point of the concert we sent them our tickets and they got to go from the nosebleeds to where we was sitting at I'm telling you, man, like those seats were really nice. And if anybody was sitting over there in the mosh pit, you really appreciated your seats. Or on the other side, there's like a left and a right. Um, I think it was like section six and section something else. Both of those were really good seats. Like there really wasn't a bad view in the house unless you were in the nosebleeds, to be honest. And that's how the seating arrangement was. There was people in the mosh pit. You had to get there early. And the cool thing about the mosh pit is like, you can see him on the B stage and then you can see him on the A stage. All you have to do is turn around. So they got to see both. So they got the best of both worlds, to be honest. And it was, it was, it looked cool down there, but I didn't, I didn't want to get into any of that because I, I was just trying to be chill for the night. Um, so the, what did you call it? So the concert didn't start until 8 30 it's supposed to start at 8 waited 30 minutes then Sheck came out so Sheck came out did a couple songs i really wasn't vibing to a lot of his songs but since the audio in banker's life is so darn good i was like some of these songs sound 10 times better than they do on the album like they sound really good in here like the bass was crazy it was super dark in there there was no lights um like other than a couple visual effects but they turned out all the lights tuned up the bass the subwoofers and it was it was clean i do have to say i think he underperformed it was a underperformance for sheck i don't know if it was uh because he was going through uh those allegations and everything that he felt kind of low but a lot of people were tweeting like at that moment that sheck was performing there's like nobody was really live for sheck nobody was really turned for sheck but i was like sheck really wasn't turned like he wasn't he really wasn't doing nothing. He was like, Indiana. But I was like, uh, he said it like after every song. And I know he's basically just a hype man for the tour, but I would have loved to see some other people there, Travis. Like, Travis has a whole bunch of people in his arsenal. We could have had Nav. We could have had Don Tolliver. I know we didn't get to see the um, Trippy Red and Gunna and Virgil Abloh because uh, that was on the first leg. And we got the leg two, but still. I was like, come on now, you're going to give us Mo Bamba and that's it? And he didn't even perform Mo Bamba. Like, it wasn't really that crazy when he performed it. It was cool, you know? So basically, that's that with Sheck West, bro. I really didn't want to see Sheck West. I didn't go there to see Sheck West. So I was like, you know, um, I was like, this is this, is this bro. I, I really wasn't checking for him anyway. 
And I know a lot of people were upset that Indiana wasn't getting hurt for him or whatever. But I was like, come on now, bro, it's Sheck. Like, who's really looking for Sheck West other than Mo Bombly? I don't even know his other songs. And I listened to that album, Mud Boy. Take it away. A lot of people like it, so I'm not going to hate on it. But it's definitely an acquired taste. So right after Sheck did his thing, he did it for probably 30 minutes or so. I think it was like 25. I think his set was pretty short compared to Travis. It was compared to Travis, but still. So basically, we're at like 9 p.m. And nothing is happening. Just no like nothing. All we hear is this loop that keeps going on, this eerie loop. And I don't know if we waited an hour or an hour and a half. But we're just waiting and we're like, what's going on? And people are like, people are like, this is how turned the arena is. And people is like, we want Travis. We want Travis. And somebody yelled out, it's like, he's in Houston. So it was, it was, they were clowning in there for real. It was crazy. Um, what was that? I'm sorry. Something didn't come to my mind. So basically, we were waiting for an hour. People are kind of getting upset. They're like, we want our money back. We're just sitting here. Travis hasn't even came out. Nobody's announced anything. We've heard like literally nothing. People are talking about leaving. They're talking about they got things to do tomorrow. And I'm like, man, y'all really don't have faith in Travis. Like, I paid this much money. I'm staying. I'm staying. Like, just sitting in that seat, I was hyped already. Like, they brought out um, the, the one roller coaster that just loops up. That goes up in a loop that uh, you can ride. The spiral. And that in front of me, I was like, somebody's getting on that mug, bro. I was like, this is... I was like, I'm here for it. And mind you, we're sitting in front of the B stage, so that prop is right in front of us. The roller coaster is up above us, but it's not really set up. It's not set up to ride. It's not lighting up or nothing. So we're like, what's going on? And then we hear, and then we give it a couple minutes, and then everybody starts standing up. Everybody in the mosh pit stands up. They turn another way, and then some lights come on, and then all you hear is Indianapolis makes some noise, and then Travis like jumps. He jumps from the bottom of the stage like it's like he was on a trampoline. He beams up. He flies on the stage, bro. He starts singing "Stargazing" and it's crazy. And he started out on the, he started out on the B stage, which was dope. Like so, we got to see Travis first, and he was over there looking at us, pointing at us. Oh, it was so cool. Like I can't even put it into words how everything was going on. And you know he's got the effects going on, the pyrotechs, the lights, the smoke it's crazy like hands down this was my first concert i forgot to tell y'all that this was my first concert so it's just like all these effects these visuals like it's really crazy just to start off the show um and it's just really cool so i can get into the visuals a little bit so he's got projectors he brought down a, he brought down a projectors during like halfway through the show when he's about to do r.i.p screw you know, it gets real sentimental. It tells everybody to put the lights out for um, Love Galore. And there's a whole, tons of visuals for every song. And it's like, what? Are, it's like, this is so cool. Like, I don't know if they do that at other concerts. Granted, I have never been to another concert, so I don't know what they do or how they do it. But Astro World was crazy, bro. And then he keeps. Like there's a movie and the only time I think you can see this is at his concerts. So it's like a movie of like Travis in this it's real weird. It's like he's running through things. It's kind of like a movie, an action movie. Reminds me of Looney Tunes kind of because of how random it is. But he's just going through all this stuff and it's 
visually it's just crazy it's like crazy that all this stuff go goes on in this dude head between the merch the visuals the videos that he's playing through the concert how he's performing his songs it's just like this dude is like a artistic genius the pyrotechs the lighting like everything it reminds you kind of like a rock show like i don't know if y'all seen school of rock but what they were talking about in that um on their setup and how everything had to be clean for the band like that's travis like everything he's I'm, he's heavily inspired by rock just by looking at his shows bro the mosh pit everything is going on and i think astro world the astro world tour is like one of the best tours you can go see i know it's over now but trust me man if you've seen it that thing was a movie bro like it's just crazy to think of now that i went now granted i don't remember a lot of it but it is if you were there you were there man i can't even i can't even speak on it and um so i'm gonna get into i'm gonna get into his songs a little bit later but right now i'm gonna talk about a stage presence so on the, when he was on the stage b when he was on the b stage you just felt his presence it was like not only you're, you're listening to his song you've heard his songs probably tons of times if you're a Travis Scott fan you heard it in a car you heard it different places you heard it at parties but him just him being there alone singing them and performing them and he's jumping up he's raging hard on stage like he's doing his thing and it's just a total different vibe than just hearing the songs I know a lot of people say um in live he sucks because he uses auto-tune I didn't hear too much auto-tune that was like one thing it wasn't a downside but like i really didn't hear his mic i know he was talking at a lot at certain times and i didn't know what he was saying at all but if you were up higher i think you could hear it so that's just one thing I i'm not gonna nitpick but i liked i like i liked it i didn't hear too much auto-tune so that's why i really liked it and then there was one point during the concert where like he just screams he hits this super high note and screams at the top of his lungs and he hits this high note that's just like you can't just that's just not all auto-tune like he's not a computer just speaking he's not siri like he's human and like he can hit some of those notes that he hits in the songs so it was just really cool seeing him on stage he hops around from stage b to a he's on a roller coaster from stage b to a a to b He's getting on the spiral, the spiral roller coaster. It's really, it's just really cool to see um, him on the stage doing his thing and all the visuals together. I can't, I can't, I can't explain it. You really just had to be there. Like it was a visual experience. Not only was it audio, but it was like visual and together. It, it was just a energy that was unmatched. Like I was talking to my, uh, talking to one of my friends, and he said he went to the Kanye one and uh, Kanye uh. The, the saint pablo tour i think something like that in 2016 and he said that one was probably the best concert he'd been to but after he saw travis he was like that was he's like it's sad that that was your first concert because you're probably never going to see one better than that so i was like with saying that i was kind of upset but i was like i don't know man I, I'm, I'm just glad i went i'm glad that that was my first concert you know even though later on i might not be happy because nothing may top it but it was just really cool and um some of the things that he said that i barely heard through the mic like before he did no bystanders he was talking about how he's talking about how um the grammy slighted him and how with everything going on it's gonna be cool because he's like we're gonna be there at the grammys again 
He's like, and I'm gonna have a new album for y'all and we gonna win it next time. And then No Bystanders played. And then um, throughout, uh, it was a later time in his set because everybody was wondering why he was so late. And he was like, he said, let me tell y'all something. He's like, I love Indianapolis, bro. He said, I love y'all. Y'all got some ragers in here. He said, I would, he said, I'm gonna let you know this straight off. He said, I would never, ever, he said, I would never miss out on this show. He said, I would never cancel for y'all. He said, I was just, um, he said he was um down the whole day and he was just feeling, he didn't have a lot of energy. So basically the, oh, the, the doctors gave him a shot, some shot to give him some energy and that's what was taking so long so he just said he he wouldn't miss the show and he got right back to it and I, I applaud him for explaining that because a lot of people was upset but they didn't know why he was so late and i didn't have a problem being late but i think he could have played music like a couple hits um while we were waiting then it would have been worth it i think i think that's what he should have did honestly but you know we still got travis so it really didn't matter and the sound in there, the sound for each song, everything was, it was so cool just to see and hear Travis. Like, that was my first concert, my first Travis concert. I didn't go to the Bird's Eye View one. I kind of say I wish I did, but I don't know. I have a thing for outside concerts, but apparently outside concerts are really good. So which whatever he brings next time, I'm going for sure. Um, and he messes with Indianapolis, so hopefully he comes back again and we get him on uh, leg one instead of leg two. Oh, man. Leg two was crazy, bro. I don't know the difference between leg one and leg two, but I think leg two had more energy, man. It was so cool. And if I had to rate the concert, well, let me get into the songs first. He performed, I'm not gonna do every song he performed, but he basically performed Stargazing, Mamacita, The Ends, uh, Way Back. He did Skyfall. He did Drugs, You Should Try It. He did um, Butterfly Effect, Love Galore, Beebs in the Trap. Uh, 90210, 90210, Antidote. Did he do, I don't think, I don't know if he did 3500 or not. He did uh first off he did he did first off with future he did um 4 a.m with two chains he did zz that was a surprise for me when he did zz zz was crazy like it the bass in there it was so crazy if you recorded it on your phone you didn't even hear the bass because of how loud it was he did zz and i think there was another collab that he did with somebody i can't figure it out at this moment though um, I wish I really wish he would have performed Maria, but he didn't at Indy. Um, uh, he did Can't Say, Sicko Mode, Stargazing, Astro Thunder, Skeletons, NC17, and that might be it off of Astro World. He did a couple. Of, he did Goosebumps too off of Birds in the Trap. Um, I'm trying to figure out what other rodeo songs he did. Um, I don't know, bro. But he was a pretty good show. He performed for about an hour and a half. It felt like two hours. Everybody was like, oh, he only performed for an hour. It wasn't that great. I was like, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal to see to see Travis Scott go be up there for an hour and a half. And basically at the end of his uh at the end of the set. Um, they gave you another uh, the ending of the movie or whatever they were showing and it said uh, escape the 
it said either escape or end the simulation so that was his message at the end and then he was like i love y'all i love my fans thank everybody for coming out um appreciate y'all um and make it home safe and just like that he was out and psh, he's out like light i keep i keep making that sound effect i'm sorry um it was just really cool and really it was really dope to see man it got, it got kind of hectic escaping um banker's life that was crazy somebody stepped on my tins bro i was kind of upset a girl like shoved somebody into me i was like what's going on i was like why is people i was like something about to pop off in here like i was like bro you good he's like yeah yeah i was like cool man i was like i don't know why y'all acting y'all acting totally different um so a lot of so now we're done talking about my experience at astroworld you know i liked it and if i had to rate it i would give it an 8 out of 10 whoa whoa 8 8 8 out of 10 8 and a half out of 10 i'm sorry um the half goes because he put sheck west in there and that's all we got with sheck uh and the one goes because we waited an hour and a half for him to come out and he performed a couple songs that i wanted to hear that he he performed a couple songs that i liked and i was surprised about but there's other songs that i wanted to hear that he didn't perform so the one and a half goes not because the concert wasn't good but just because of a couple i'm being nitpicky i can't give it a 10 out of 10 it's my first concert like i can't compare it to any other thing but honestly it would be an eight and a half or a nine for me man it's really really cool i recommended it um it's too late to recommend it now because he's never coming back with the wish you were here tour if he does a leg three that'll be insane i hope he doesn't though oh and he performed mile high with james blake and stop trying to be god those are some more um what else was i about to say oh i'm sorry i'm having a moment bro um so basically his tour grossing was really crazy in uh la one of the forum center he made 1.7 mil in one night um and he broke like michael jackson amy winehouse and aretha franklin's record for selling out the arena insane um he would he made like for 11 shows i think he made like 13 million he was he was doing he was doing crazy amounts this tour combined with merch and ticket sales it was a really high grossing tour of the year he's probably top three up there i think the top three this year honestly in last year i'm gonna just say travis got cardi b and childish gambino their tours were insane i really wish i got to see childish gambino's tour uh the this is america tour i didn't get to see it it was in chicago and that was the closest to us if we would have went to indianapolis i would have went but i was like i, I don't know if i want to go to chicago just to see childish gambino and he hasn't he doesn't have a new album out so but you know living you learn cardi b's coming though i'm probably not going to see that one either but for the ladies y'all got a show to see man she's doing it in banker's life too that's not, it's gonna be fire because i heard cardi b can perform bro so shout out to the uh the barty gang is that what y'all call it? shout out to y'all um shout out to childish gambino um he just ended his tour also uh, the international one um so throughout his tour travis was going through some stuff with um his girl kylie and people were saying that he cheated they broke up and 
there's a lot of stuff going on between them or whatever but a lot of times at his shows he was saying how much he loved her he said that's wifey he said we ain't never breaking up no matter how hard everybody else tries so he debunked that and they were just seen together out of a restaurant so hopefully things is cool there you know a lot of people was getting to him and they had him delete his instagram for a minute everybody thought that he was done on instagram and i was like nah he just deactivated it because he was tired of everybody between that and then him canceling in buffalo saying he was sick a lot of people was like nah he's just going through stuff with kylie he's still in la but he said he was sick and he was definitely sick in indy so i think he's been sick this whole time going from a uh, city to city and he's just never been able to recover because he's just a uh, just working hard like i don't think everybody understands how crazy it is to do that night in and night out like there was one point he went to indy chicago and then milwaukee three nights in a row and to put up a high performance at that level three nights in a row is insane like i don't it's insane that a human can do that um it takes a lot to do that and one thing i can say is everything worked well on the tour all the effects the crew everything was everything was really really it was really really up to par so it's really hard to do that every night bro and have that pressure on you every night so sometimes you just gotta just gotta call off people were saying uh he was going sicko mode so i mean he may he may have been sick i don't know like whether he was sick or not he he just didn't he didn't didn't do it but uh he i believe he rescheduled it and did it for buffalo he rescheduled oklahoma did it for them and they was super ecstatic about it um so yeah hopefully hopefully everything is good with him and uh the baby moms you know hopefully that's straight and the kardashian and stuff doesn't get to him um let me go to let me find this picture that was on his instagram uh sorry i'm searching for it right now yeah, Travis Scott really is cool with his fans, man. Like, seeing this, I was so, I was so happy, man. Um, so, basically, here's what he said. He posted a picture. It was it was five days after uh, the concert we went to. And he was like, I had to realize you guys mean a lot. I love you. We will be back with some more fire. Midwest, it was an amazing sold-out run. Kansas, St. Louis, Indy, Milwaukee, Chicago, Columbus. He's like, let's go. East Coast, you're up next. So he shouted out the Midwest. He shouted out Indy. So I was like, bro. I was like, Travis mess with us, bro. We made that list. He had 55 sold out shows, bro. I, I, I just don't know what to say. I didn't think ours was technically, technically sold out. But you got to remember, if somebody does buy tickets and they don't show up, that doesn't mean that that ticket wasn't bought. So that still counts as a ticket. So there wasn't like... It wasn't filled to the max where people were sitting on each other's laps, except for the um, grown men in front of <laughs> except for the grown men in front of us, because I guess somebody was like sitting in their seats. So you got like this big black dude like sitting on this other man's lap, bro. And I'm like, what's going on? It was either a white dude was sitting in his lap or he was sitting in the white dude's lap. It was crazy, bro. I was like, these are grown men sitting in each other's lap to see Travis Scott. This is insane. But yeah, so some people was sitting in each other's lap, but not every seat was filled. There was a lot of seat hopping going on. Like 
we did our thing and there was two seats available so our friends was cool and the people next to them was cool like i said everybody at a travis Scott concert is cool bro but a lot of people was like y'all are in my seat you were in my seat y'all in my seat but they didn't even know where they sat at like why didn't you figure this out before the concert started bro like don't come up here while Sheck West is performing, talking about somebody's in somebody's seat. Like just just take it slow. Just take it slow. Look, look put your glasses on. Look at where you're sitting. Go over there. Sit, go over there and sit your cheeks down. Like we got a show to watch, and y'all over here arguing over where everybody is sitting at. Like do your own thing, player. Come on now. Um, and recently, as of last night, March 26, 9 p.m., Travis Scott was doing a Mitchell and Ness collab with, it was uh, Travis Scott, Mitchell and Ness, and Bleacher Report. And they did a collab. He released a jersey, uh, Houston Rockets jersey, a reimagining of like a, the 70s Houston Rockets jersey. He released a jersey and two shirts. So basically the, the jersey was, hold on, let me figure this out. I'm sorry, I have to do the math. So the shirts were 60. Both of the white shirts were, there's a white shirt and a black shirt. They were 60. And the jersey was 160, I believe. No, 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 no. Okay. So both shirts were 60. And apparently the jersey was 250. Oh my goodness. That is insane, bro. So it was a really expensive collab that mitchell and ness and travis did and apparently there is a other speculation that he is doing some jordan he's working on some jordan apparel so um some pictures got out and it's travis scott he's um it's like a remix of michael jordan's uh dump from the free throw line uh it's, it's like a skeleton travis and then they're going to be releasing three different variations of uh that merch of that apparel i think it's going to be jordan shorts like a some type of shirt like a suede shirt and then a, a pullover hoodie so hopefully we get to cop those i really wanted the mitchell and ness ones i was just gonna get the shirt i do not have 250 to buy for a jersey and i don't know like the sizes for jersey mitchell and ness is so high already i'm not spending 250 on a jersey um but i was just gonna get the shirts and wear those but they sold out in 17 minutes so you know what all the hype around travis a lot of his merch is selling out a lot, anything he touches is selling out in frequent crazy amounts um apparently the travis scott cactus jack ones are supposed to be re-releasing um i'll keep y'all up to date on that i don't know the exact release date it's supposed to be sometime in uh april but uh we don't know so you know how travis does everything he does is like unannounced just drops sells out and uh we just move on with our day <laughs> sadly um and i'm about to i'm about to wrap up this episode um not right now but uh pretty soon so there's been two leaks two leaked songs that travis is featuring on that i have been listening to very very frequently one is chopsticks um schoolboy q did a set with um num num juice and that is a fun that is a funny word that's a funny name for a song but he did a set with num 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 juice num num juice i don't know bro whatever type of juice you like um it was num num juice and um chopsticks on jimmy fallon and he performed a snippet of chopsticks oh my goodness 
I didn't think that somebody could just say one word and it, the hook be fire, but Travis really, when this drops, I'm going to be listening to this Schoolboy Q feature like it's collard greens, bro. Like this, Chopsticks is going to be fire. I already hear Chopsticks in like the top 50 songs rotation for the summer, bro. I, oh, I'm so ready for that song to drop. I hope, hopefully he drops it soon. Hopefully he, Schoolboy Q drops it in the right time. I'm really looking forward to hearing that. Um, And another song leaked. It was with Ed Sheeran and Travis Scott. I don't know whose song it is, but you hear both of them. That song is called Don't Touch Me. That's the unofficial name, I think. That song is uh, it's different. It's really different. The vibes, it's kind of like post-Astro World. It's, you wouldn't think that Ed Sheeran and Travis Scott would fit on a song together, bro. But it, it sounds really good. Um, I'm excited for both of those to drop. If you look up Don't Touch Me, you will never find it. They, they've they taken it off of SoundCloud, YouTube. I can't find it. Um, you may have to search somewhere deep into Reddit to find it. Um, Chopsticks, you can easily find that. Jimmy Fallon, look up that video or just hear the snippet where it's just Chopsticks and Travis doing his thing. So, with that being said, I am ready for a new Travis Scott album. I don't know if you guys are, but... I don't know, man. I'm like f to be a part of the long wait for Astro World, and then to get it. I don't think anybody else understands that. Like people were waiting almost one or two years for Astro World after Birds, and I remember Travis saying that he wanted to put out. Well, Astro World was made before Birds, but he just wanted to put Birds out because he just couldn't. He just couldn't stop thinking about it so he put out birds first and then he said he was gonna put out astral world like right after i remember him saying that he was gonna put it out later that he's gonna put it out in the summer because he just he was like it was just so dope to him and people were like people were under his comments every single picture on instagram where's astral world where's astral world what was is, is this hinting towards astral world like people were so hungry for astral world and then for him to deliver at this Oh, like, like I said, it's like seeing MJ in his prime, bro. Like, to go from birds to Astro World, we didn't think he could get any better. So I'm already ready. My ears are ready for what can come after Astro World because it was long awaited and he delivered top par, man. Like, I can't, I can't put it into words. You know, a lot of people have these long awaited album, uh, these long awaited albums, and they fail to be um they fail to live up to the hype but astro world was definitely worth the hype and with astro world he got sicko mode and he got tons of new fans converted them into travis scott fans and those were the ones that were at the show so he did a pretty good job man and uh the tour was great the album was great you know he took a couple l's the super bowl controversy the grammy you know snub for both from drake and cardi b so it was crazy man and in Atlanta, he brought out, I, I forgot to say this, but in Atlanta, if you went to the Atlanta show, crazy, crazy. He brought out Rick Ross, Young Thug, 2 Chains, and Future. So y'all got a treat, bro. Y'all really, really got a treat. And Travis Guy, he basically sum, summed it up. He said, what a ride. Thank you guys for an amazing time. You guys came through every city and filled it up with pure sweat and rage. 55 sold out shows. And he said, in scene so you know 
that's just how Travis is, man. He he's delivering at a higher rate than he's ever before, and I'm really looking forward to everything he puts out later on. You know, he's got a lot of merch dropping, a lot of collaborations dropping, and I'm I'm ready to give my wallet to him. Sadly, bro, like a lot of the stuff that he creates, like his mind is just super dope. Like the backward sign Nike symbol on the shoes, the Jordan fours, the blue suede, like excuse me the things he thinks of is like super innovative and it's really dope especially with his merch line i i heavily miss with his merch line too so um we're coming to the end of the podcast so if you want to you can follow me on instagram at c.drizzle and then if you look on the link tree that's the link in my bio you'll find the links to my soundcloud um the council conversations youtube and you'll also find the link to how to support us so that's the end of the podcast, and this has been Impressional Minds. Don't forget to subscribe to us on the Anchor.fm website and show support. Be sure to do this on the web browser as this feature isn't included on the app. Find us at anchor.fm slash impressionalminds. We'd really appreciate that and any other donations for the content we're putting out. We're currently on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and more apps for mobile listening under Impressional Minds. Stay tuned and stay posted for another episode.